Oh, hi, oh, and good evening. Thank you all for joining for another episode of The Random Podcast with your host, Melty Scarlet or Crimson Hermit or Melty for some people. Um, you know, it's been a couple days since the last episode, I think. I don't know. I don't really keep track. I just kind of, I just kind of get up and I'm like, uh, might as well record one. There's some stuff on my mind. And, I mean, uh, I mean, that's kind of why I named it the Random Podcast. You never know what the hell I'm going to release, uh, keep you on your toes, per se. But, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, I don't know. Not much has really changed. I mean, besides the world, you know, slowly being on fire, but, you know, at least you can make s'mores, you know? Um, one thing that's really shocked me, though, is, uh, I know for a while I, I became a hermit and, like, shut myself off from, like, worldly things and whatnot, um, for a while, and, uh, I, I just found out, I think it was the other day, uh, one of my, my mentor was like, he was telling me, he was like, hey, man, uh, I don't know if, you know, this is news to you, but, uh, being intellectual is now, like, stop being cool. And I'm like, what? what? Yeah, if, apparently if uh, you speak really intelligently um, and your your vernacular is actually, like, you know, diverse from, you know, either reading different types of, like, books or reading research studies or just being educated in general, uh, some people have that come off as being really arrogant and pompous and people dislike you for that and it's kind of like you know it it it, it's, it comes to me as a shock because it's like in my circles of friends like you know we used to have like academic you know discussions or philosophical discussions and whatnot and it, it to me it's the norm you know like being able to just like have a conversation, and, like, I'm sorry, for lack of better words, you know, let's say, uh, um, let's say at, at my place of work, I was speaking with one of my coworkers um, about how I think their apathetic nature is, you know, unconducive towards, you know, them wanting to be, become a, uh, a more productive member of the of the workforce, in other words, a promotion, and they they looked at me and they got real serious. They're like, "What does apathetic mean?" I'm like, "You don't know what apathetic means." I mean, it, I mean, I'm it's I'm pretty sure it's a commonly used word. I mean, they're like, "No, it's not really common." And I kind of looked at him. I'm like, you know, and he's like, "You know, you know what, Melty? It's kind of." It's kind of a, a dick move to, you know, use big words and then act like I'm stupid for not knowing. I'm like, I'm not really acting like you're stupid. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm genuinely shocked. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I mean, in case you guys don't know what apathetic means, it's, you know, someone that doesn't care. Simply put, you know, they have an uncaring outlook on things. You know, they're unmotivated, per se. Like, it laissez-faire, I think that would be the the closest definition I can think of. Um, But the sad thing is, like, from that interaction, it was just kind of, like, weird. And then, you know, it's really interesting because I know uh, 
I know where I work. It's a lot. It's oftentimes the first job for a lot of people. And coming from someone that their first job wasn't really like, I never really had a normal like employment history per se. Uh, <laughs> I started off like in a really niche job, and that got me uh, scouted out of high school to work at a firm. Uh, as a CFO, but on my resume, I have to put accounting clerk because apparently some people get butt but hurt that you that a high schooler gets recruited out of they get recruited out of uh, high school to join a uh, a you know a fucking firm. So, I mean, that's a that's a conversation within itself. But at the same time, like. I understand, like, the work ethic isn't there, I mean, or they're just learning work ethic, and it's, like, it's a valuable experience for a lot of people, because, like, that's your first job, you know, it could be your first transitioning to paying things on your own, or paying, earning money to pay your own rent, stuff like that, and it's, it it really boils down to, like, upper management to realize this, and if you have people in, you know, supervisor supervisor positions that don't understand this and neglect and abuse their power, you they inadvertently create a I wanna say a hostile work environment, but I wanna say more of a negative work environment because hostile is like a step above that where it's where it makes coming to work really fucking difficult, but at the same time, um it's negative because there's no merit like a lot of people see like your normal job responsibilities um as a chore as you know they see it as like a punishment instead of it just being their normal part of their jobs um and a lot of people like i know some some of the fast food places like the job title isn't like you know, you know, you're either a grill person or you're, you know, on the fryers or stuff like that. It's more so a, um, a team position. Like you're a team member, and you know, the ideology around that is no matter where you are, you're supposed to be a member of the team. So if you have to switch positions, you can switch positions to help out. Now, it's 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 a little bit annoying. You know, it, it's it it's a little bit annoying that some people, you know, assume like, no, that's not my job. I can't do that. And it, it, it shows a lot of things like, you know, personally speaking, like, you know, I always got told like, you should go to work, even if you're sick, um, you should go to work. I mean, I know sometimes like if I'm too sick, I can't really go to work. And I understand that. But at the same time, uh, without fail because you know you're a vital part of the team you need to come to work and even if you have to like concede some you know things like uh wearing a face mask or like taking multivitamins taking medicine just to like get through the day uh me personally i i'm partial to uh, a special type of medicinal tea you know i'm not talking about marijuana tea or anything it's literally just like immune autoimmune boosting tea that's made from various herbs. Like there's cold care. Uh, there's something called throat coat, which uses a lot of herbs that, you know, numb your throat. So if you have a sore throat or, you, you know, you lost your voice, it helps because you're able to talk because it doesn't hurt to talk um, because your your throat's numbed. 
it to say. Um, but a lot of people don't understand this. And one of the, the biggest problems that I want to say I have with my um, current place of appointment is that some of the... I'm not... Well, okay, this is... I say some of them because it's like I'm not trying to single anyone out. But, like, their attitudes, there's... No one's on the same page, and there's no sense of team. It's more of a cutthroat environment of I have to prove myself better than this person because I know, like, personally, I know because of how I work, a lot of people might feel intimidated because I'm the type of person that likes to learn all the rules. I like to learn uh, all the policies, and I like to slowly incorporate it until... I do everything perfectly by the book and still have time to do anything else. Um, and I also like training people to be completely trained in every area and be fully cross-trained and being able to handle things without being stressed out. Because, you know, personally speaking, um, if I go into a restaurant and I look and I see all the workers like really stressed out and like they look like they're, they're fucking dying or anything, like it's... I, I kind of think of myself like, you know, they're overworked. I kind of feel bad ordering here, you know. And then if I hear people complain about the food, I'm like, oh, well, they're probably hitting that point where they're burned out. Like, I don't really want something. Uh, I Personally, I don't want to eat somewhere if the workers are burned out because I know the food quality is going to drop. Um, so it's it's a it, it's really different to say it's really different. And I know that's just, you know, that's what happens when you have a bunch of people in supervisor positions with different management styles. Some of the people are good. Some of the people are like, well, you know, I'm not going to sit there and like, you know, berate the employees. I'm just going to pick up their slack to make things work. And, you know, babying them like that, it, you know, sometimes you have to get your hands dirty, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, uh, it 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 kind of boils down to like if you're going to do their job for them then but there's other people that want to do more it it, it brings up the question cuz there are i mean like i said earlier in in previous uh, episodes there's nepotism at the workplace and with that being said um some people get more hours some people get less hours and it's kind of like i want a lot of people are like well i want this person on my shift because Either they listen or they work really hard and I don't have to do as much. And I'm like, well, how does that affect the other shifts? Well, that means that the people they deem bad gets moved to other shifts. And it's kind of ironic. When I first started, um, I remember the manager and a new a newly hired uh, shift supervisor they like took a break. They worked there for, they worked as a shift supervisor in the past and five year lapse. And then they got rehired directly as a shift supervisor. Um, I remember them, you know, they got mad at me cause I'm the type of person like it's, if there's a lot of pressure, like I stop talking, I just, I buckle down, I get serious and I, I start working and it may look like I'm mad, but it's really, I'm just concentrating because the thing is like, I'm doing my job. Like, I'm not here to, like... Like, ultimately, I'm not here to, like, play around or mess around. I, I, I buckle down. And, you know, I know a lot of times, like, a lot of uh, fast food places, they buckle down and they they push a metric where they want orders out in a certain amount of time. Some places it's four minutes. Some minutes, places it's three. Some places it's two minutes and 45 seconds. But 
regardless of fact, they were yelling at me. They're like, hey, we need this now. Hey, we need this now. Hey, we need this now. Hey, where's this? Hey, did you hear that? They dropped this. Hey, did you do this? And at that point, like, I'm not going to sit there and, like, you know, waste energy. I'm put in a position where, you know, I had to, like, basically work by myself. Instead of redistributing the workforce to assist with other people, they just kind of, some super shift leads like to just look and watch the person suffer and then blame them for, you know, not meeting that time metric with people waiting like 15 minutes when they kind of just went and helped out and dropped things. Because when someone starts out, and and this goes back to like first time employees for first jobs, if someone starts out a new job and they're in a, a work environment where they're getting yelled at constantly because they're new, they didn't really fully have training, and they're just expected to be able to pick up and fly instantly in an entry-level position, it's kind of it's asinine because you're just going to burn out your employees. Like I've seen like examples of two different employees. Like One of them, I want to say, let, let's go with uh, Johnny. I mean, obviously, that's not the person's name, but Johnny was, you know, he he was super optimistic. He helped out. He'd be like, hey, I can help out. Hey, I'm going to go take out the trashes. Hey, I'm going to mop the lobby. Hey, I'm going to clean the bathrooms. They're like, oh, well, you know, well, I'm already done stocking up my station and cleaning my station, and I did all the dishes, you know, and he was really helpful, and he was really, you know, he was a go-getter. But then once that new shift lead that came in, Let's call that person Agatha. Once Agatha Agatha became, you know, came into the picture, she was very abrasive. She picked and chose people she liked working with. She would sit there and complain to the manager, try to get that person moved off their shift, and they she would just constantly yell at the employee, like saying, "How are you? Are you fucking stupid? How are you?" how did you not know that you're supposed to do this? Like, I need this now. And eventually, because the the manager liked Agatha, they took, the manager took that person's side and, you know, started yelling at, at Johnny. And Johnny eventually was like, you know, this isn't really fair. I don't see anyone else is being yelled at like this. And... You know, they brought up complaints, they got into it with the manager, the manager began cutting their hours, it went from, Johnny would normally get maybe like 35, 37 hours a week, to about 10, because he spoke up, I mean, I mean, to be fair, if you're having a disagreement with your boss or your superior, you don't get into a shouting match, you don't you don't insult them, you know, you talk to them calmly, but at the same time, to be put in that situation, and not a lot of people, you know, if this is their first job, they don't know this as common sense, I mean, it's, it's something that's not really expected, but at the same time, like, it's, it, when you, when you see something like this happen, you're kind of like, well, that's kind of messed up, but at the same time, like, if you speak up, then you're going to get your hours cut too. And then, you know, some people, you know, use this job to pay their bills or like support their kids. And, you know, then it creates a culture of fear of saying, if I speak back, then I'm going to get my hours cut and that messes with my money and I can't support my family. And it creates a mentality of, you know, it'll start eating away at you because you're so unhappy and you're so unwilling to speak out because you know the ramifications of speaking out. And it's, it's, it, it causes people to 
slowly hate coming to work, and that that's something that's not easily done or easily fixed, but at the same time, um, if, you know, people were more willing to look at the bigger picture and focus on, like, the little things that cause, you know, problems that will occur in the long term, and I know this is a little vague, you know, forgive me, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's just upsetting for me, uh, you know, it's just, it's just truly upsetting, because, like, me personally, I feel like, throughout my entire employment history, if I work with someone under me, and they're unhappy, and there's nothing I can do, you know, to make it better, within the realm of my powers, um, I feel like I failed as a, a supervisor, but that sentiment's not shared. Uh, because, you know, to me, an employee quitting because they're unhappy can be completely unavoidable. It, it's completely avoidable. Like, it's completely avoidable. And they... To me, that's that's a waste of company time and money because you're sending their... Pay- you're sitting there spending. I mean, I'm I'm going to put it outright. I know a lot of people like try to get overtime or not, but you know, when it comes down to it, having an employee is expensive because when it comes to payroll, you have to pay taxes, and then you have to pay the business has to match those taxes that the employee pays. So you know, all the money that that gets taken out of your paycheck. You ever look at like all the deductions they do for like medical, social security, etc. The p- company has to match that. And if you're taking home several thousand dollars a paycheck and all that deduction, you know, not only is the c- company paying you for your time worked, your overtime worked, and then they also have to uh, match any deductions taken out. And that's just... I mean, it adds up. If you have like a team of forty employees, they're working, um, they're working several, you know, several hours. It's just it, it gets ridiculous, and then they have to cut labor costs. And I mean, it's there's a lot to business. <laughs> there's a lot to running a business. A lot of people don't realize, and it's um, I mean, it's daunting at first, but. But once you, uh, like, once you, once you understand things, uh, you kind of see the big picture, but at the same time, you have to understand, like, you know, you may not be in that, that space to speak your idea, your, your mind, or, like, share your experience. Like, I know there's, there's different ideologies around that, where, you know, you speak up, uh, you get your idea out there, you know, even if they take credit for it, at least, you know, your idea got implemented, but um, know your worth. Uh, I th- I think that's what it boils down to. Know know your worth. Um, if you're work like I said in the previous about some agencies, if you know you're working in a place that truly doesn't appreciate you, like you know, just remember. Uh, no matter what, if people call to check your previous place of employment, and the person gives you a negative message about you, that's defamation of character, and, you know, that is illegal, so you can take action against that. And I know a lot of people feel like it's a waste of time, but in those cases, it's pretty cut and paste. Like, that's... They probably... They shot themselves in the foot by saying that. But, in in closing, uh, something awesome... Uh, I don't know if you remember... I don't know how, but they found me. Uh, they released a music video for Choke. It's really fucking awesome. I'll link it in the 
links below, but this is uh, Melty Scarlet with the Random Podcast, and I wish you a good night and farewell, and remember, stay classy.